This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. Nick Ashley went for the Joes. Aaron Hawksworth here. You know, when Tom Brady retired, and I'm going to put it in quotes, Aaron, because as we just said last segment, uh, there's no guarantee that that's the case if you can get him at 22 to 1 to win the MVP next year. That opened up a very strong and enticing destination for quarterbacks that may be on the market. I think we have a chance to have a very robust veteran quarterback market, especially given the the lack of of talent necessarily that we're going to get in the draft. According to Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, the Bucks have done, quote, extensive homework on Deshaun Watson and are expected to explore a trade for Russell Wilson as well. So those are two quarterbacks that could be available, that if they go down to Tampa, a team that just won a Super Bowl, has a lot of talent down there, good head coach, uh, and keeping the offensive coordinator in Byron Leftwich, that could be a team that gets right back to the Super Bowl next year if you have somebody like Russell Wilson or, listen, Deshaun Watson, if he's able to play. There's obviously other extenuating circumstances with him. But Tampa could be right back there, and they won't even need Tom Brady anymore. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Deshaun Watson playing again. I mean, yeah, you just can't. I just don't understand. I feel like all of this legal stuff has to be sorted out before, but he's mm-hmm. still always in the conversation. Yep. So yep. you're innocent until proven guilty. You know, I understand right. that. But I also understand there could be layers to this thing. I just – let's just say he – how long is this legal stuff going to take? with him i mean it could because be imagine years. if you do have yeah exactly imagine if you do have him and then all of a sudden he's got to go handle this legal stuff and then what if he is convicted and then you lose your quarterback i don't know i just feel like it's untouchable i i so if i was a team looking for a quarterback i would probably stay away as well unless you do enough due diligence and you're able to figure out behind the scenes as these teams do whether it's somebody they draft or somebody they're going to trade for they find out that somehow some way this is going to go away I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to be the case with all of the things that are stacked against him right now, but we've seen other legal issues with star uh, athletes go away. And then, of course, you have somebody that's just a really good quarterback, and you're not thinking about that anymore. Now, is it going to be a PR hit? Is that going to be a major uh, conversation in whatever city he ends up going to? Absolutely. Are they going to get backlash for it? Absolutely. But you know this, whether it's right or not, people will forget it'll get lost in the news cycle, washed away, and then people will move on to something else to talk about. And then that team, if there's no more issues, has their franchise quarterback. That's why he's still being considered by tons of organizations that need a head coach or need a quarterback right now. What's the most interesting, you know, potential team that one of these quarterbacks could go like which team do you think is it the Tom Brady to 49ers? Is that like the biggest would that, that would be, be the biggest thing? I know. I, like, what I, else? Would I really be though, like a move that would just be like, wow, this team is automatically I mean, a favorite. Tampa's clearly one of them, but I'm telling you, uh, if if Cleveland can upgrade over Baker Mayfield, if Cleveland has Russell Wilson, they are a better team, and they're jumping up in terms of maybe the top three, top four team in the NFL in terms of Super Bowl odds, without question. They're wow. thirty to one right now to win the Super Bowl. And rightfully so. They should be way down that list. We need to stop playing this game with the Browns and enticing people every year when we know that they're always going to throw up all over themselves and they're going to fail once they get to close to the playoffs or to the playoffs. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. 
he's not a great quarterback. He's not somebody that has proven he can, one, stay healthy, two, be consistent, and get this team to a Super Bowl. And that's that's where the Browns have been for years, right? Their expectations over at least bare minimum. The last two years have been get to the Super Bowl, and they haven't come close yet. If they can upgrade, and listen, Deshaun Watson, and maybe that's the guy. I mean, maybe it's Deshaun Watson and Cleveland says, you know what, we're willing to take that risk, and you trade a bunch of picks, and you say mm-hmm. this is the this is the risk that we're going to take. Cleveland is a quarterback away, sort of like Denver is, but I, I see Cleveland as a better team even than where Denver is right now. Yeah, I mean, I remember during the season, um, I think it was Pro Football Focus came out with, you know, the Browns are the most complete team in football, and then it just yeah. all started unraveling for them. Injuries, yep. and it's it. I mean, you talk about being heartbroken and stressed out as a Commanders fan. I mean, Browns fans have been through it too. <laughs> like, yes, they have. You finally That's why I feel, think I feel for some... Browns fans. Yeah, I do too. I was thinking about it when you bring up Russell Wilson on the flip side. Oh my God, how bad are the Seahawks going to be? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. That's a full rebuild at that point. If you're Seattle, Oof. that is a complete tear down. You're taking head a bunch coach of picks. are like 80 years and you're old. Moving forward. <laughs> Right. I always forget Pete Carroll's like in his like 70s. He's just so young and just he's so vibrant. He's just a vibrant. We used to happy call him Pom Pom Pete in Seattle. Like he's just always <laughs> on the side, like, like, yeah, he is so great. <laughs> and listen, people feed off that energy, but there's a certain point where it does run its course. And it feels like right now with Seattle that it's, it's run, its run their course. course. They're, yeah. they're an aging I, team, and Russell Wilson is clearly not happy there. He's never said it publicly, but when there, what do they say? When there's smoke, there's fire, and there's clearly fire because there's been a lot of smoke around his situation there. And and you brought up a point in regards to the NBA, but there comes a time where you need to hit the re like, like you got to mm. bring in a new head coach, you got to get a new quarterback. Yeah. Like it, it's just it's not working anymore. And some of my friends who I are Seahawks fans, like you know, my Twitter timeline, they were even talking about during the regular season blow this thing up like i'm sick yes. of looking at this yeah so, and that's um, even I fans mean, listen, in seattle I, already he's he's had to deal with you know a lack of an offensive line for a good portion there R- russell wilson has carried that team to far greater heights than where they should have been that that's how talented he is he still doesn't get enough credit for how talented of a quarterback that he is but there are a lot of opportunities and there are a lot of destinations with quarterback needy teams this offseason. You mentioned Cleveland. We mentioned Denver, uh, Tampa. The situation in San Francisco is weird. Uh, you, you'd think Trey Lance is the future, but if they feel like he needs another year, maybe they do go with a veteran that's not Jimmy Garoppolo and they sell high on him and then bring somebody else in for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington is another one. What are the Giants going to do with Daniel Jones? I would think you probably give him another year at this point because when you have a new head coach, you've got that leeway to kind of turn things around and rebuild the first year. But and, and there's more. Like You can name a ton of teams, and the draft is not going to be necessarily a robust, I guess we could say, when it comes to picks at quarterback. Wow. Like If you look right now, so DraftKings – or sorry, FanDuel has Kenny Pickett as the first quarterback selected in the draft. It's feeling more and more like that's the direction at plus 175. But when you look at number one overall pick, normally what do we see? It's always like a bunch of quarterbacks, at least two, right near the top. We don't have that. Malik Willis, believe it or not, has the best odds out of all of the quarterbacks Mm -hmm. to be the number one overall pick at 40 to one, though. So this is a draft right now where 
you're going to have teams probably going defense more or maybe even offensive line and quarterbacks may fall, which means, okay, what happens? Does a team try and trade up? Do they reach for that quarterback if they don't find somebody they can get on, you know, the free agent market? I think it's going to be a wild offseason with quarterbacks between the draft and between a free agency and the trade market. It's actually fascinating and exciting. It kind of reminds me of, you know, in years past how, you know, the NBA trade deadline has been like must see and must follow on Twitter. Like this offseason was so many teams. I mean, there are there's only a handful of teams that we know have mm-hmm. their quarterback. There are so yes. many question marks, even guys we haven't even brought up. It's like. I mean, Carson Wentz, you know, there's so many teams that could go in a different direction. You're right. I Um, totally forgot about Indy. There's another team right there that Carson Wentz may be gone after one year. They may be looking for another quarterback, which is crazy. What are the commanders going to do? What are the Uh, Giants going to do? I mean, are there, (laughs) there's only literally, I think a handful of teams that have a solid um, quarterback, uh, you know, and and they're not looking to make a move. So it's going to be interesting in the draft. What's going to happen with trades, um, the Jags, they have a quarterback. They have the number one pick. They could use all kinds of things there. Defense, yeah. offensive line, like you name it. Besides Trevor Lawrence, they've got their guy. They they could go anywhere, really, with their pick. I mean, Evan Neal is somebody you'd certainly consider out of Alabama. I mean, we're talking yeah, about I actually put him in my bet line. slip. It's plus 250. I mean, not Yeah, and I think there's a little crazy, more value there than I could see him going number one. Yeah. yeah, just because if you're you you know you're looking for somebody to protect your quarterback, uh, you know the horrible rookie season that he had, and you see what Joe Burrow went through, and you can never have enough great offensive linemen, but you can also never have enough pass rushers. So Aiden Hutchinson makes sense there, but if you like Evan Neal, if you're the Jags, you take him. And you know get him yeah. in a plus 250. Yeah, there's, there's at least a little bit of value there, given the fact that he just doesn't have the best odds, when I think that would make the most sense with a new head coach, a coach that is an offensive-minded head coach in Doug Peterson, who's there too, let's make no mistake about it, to make Trevor Lawrence a franchise quarterback. That is why they hired Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Out of the rookie quarterbacks that we had this season, which one do you think will take the biggest step next year? Oh, I thought you were going to say out of the guys in this draft. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to say Trevor Lawrence. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go Trevor exactly. Lawrence. So, because Mac Jones, Mac Jones obviously had the best rookie year. There's no question. But it's all about situation. And for so many quarterbacks, you see their success is dictated by the situation that they're put in. And it's mm-hmm. what changed the trajectory of uh, Matt Stafford's career, winning a Super Bowl his first year in L.A. Hell, Tom Brady got to choose where he went. He wins his uh, uh, seventh Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa. And then you start looking at rookie quarterbacks and go, well, look at the situation that they're in. I don't, I don't like the fact – that the Bears went defensive-minded head coach and Eberflus when you've got <laughs> nobody does who needs it. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. And even if you get a great offensive offensive uh, coordinator, if he's really good, what happens usually? Well, he gets hired as a head coach. That that tends to be the trajectory of these guys. But with Doug Peterson there in, in Jacksonville, Byron Left, which was the other one that made sense. Problem is they have Trent Baalke still running the organization, and he's a dope. And I don't know why he's a general manager, but Doug Peterson there in Jacksonville. Uh, he can get the best out of Trevor Lawrence. They obviously need a ton of other stuff around him, but they've got like over $70 million in cap space potentially there. So they can really go after some players and hopefully convince them somehow that, hey, Jacksonville, it's a fun place to play. Yeah, with, you know, the the picks in the draft, the cap space, I feel like the Jags, Mm -hmm. if they screw this up, they're idiots. 
I mean, seriously, you have and to listen, capitalize on these losing seasons and turn it into yes. something. And there's a chance they may trade down. I mean, maybe there is a team that decides they want to trade all the way up to one and take uh, Kenny Pickett. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think he falls past uh, Carolina at number six, but Pickett point, you can though. get as the and first quarterback selected. Yeah, yeah I, I, in Jacksonville, you talk about all the needs they have. If you can trade down, I mean, listen, what if the Giants decide to trade up to one and they give you five and seven? If you're Jacksonville, I'm taking that in a second. I don't think they're going to do that because the Giants have needs as well. But it, let's just say that the Giants decide, man, we want Aiden Hutchinson. We need more of a pass rush. Let's go get him. Or we really want Evan Neal. We really need to protect uh, Daniel Jones and really give him an opportunity to try and succeed. They, ha they had a bad offensive line this past year. Maybe they decide to trade up. I don't think you're probably giving up five and seven because there's no quarterback there. But, I mean, even uh, the Eagles have a couple of first-round picks. There is potential there for multiple teams to give first-round picks to Jacksonville, and then they can just add a bunch of you know, a bunch of different needs all at once, and then that changes the whole dynamic of who goes first. I was thinking about the Giants and Daniel Jones, and we're in Washington, so we are around uh, the Washington football team, the Commanders. Now, um, when they drafted Dwayne Haskins and a lot of the argument was like, oh, the Giants, I think Jay Gruden, that was kind of the rumor, wanted Daniel Jones. And yep. Um, yep. and now they both turned out not to right. be the bad right. decision. But at least Daniel Jones has been a consistent starter. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dwayne Haskins got cut after a year and a half and is like the third string in, in Pittsburgh. And He's never going so that to that was my next point. Lewis Riddick, who obviously wants to be a GM, you hear about him maybe interviewing. Um, he seems to be campaigning. I remember during that draft, he was so high. He was Dwayne Haskins' biggest fan, and that mm -hmm. just did not work out at all. I no. mean, it's crazy I how many quarterbacks the commanders have gone through, and they just cannot <laughs> get it right. I was thinking about it the other day. Who would want to I mean, come here? Like, who wants I, to come to this dumpster fire? Ron Rivera at least is respected, but you still have ownership that is a complete mess. And who knows? I mean, they may even – now you've got the NFL think, starting to think, push back on yeah, Dan Snyder. I want to hear from you. Do you think there will come a time here in the near future where we see Snyder getting forced out as an owner? I – Here's all this thing. investigation stuff on a national level and on this show, we don't talk about it a lot. But certainly right. on my Twitter timeline, because I'm in D.C., yes. you're in D.C., I see it every day. I And that's the thing. I If the NFL really wants to push him out, they certainly can. There is precedent for it. But it's got to get to the point where it's really embarrassing. I'm convinced that owners still want to keep him around because he makes them look better. So every other owner is like, hey, as long as Dan Snyder's here, I look good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Dating you got this clown show, whatever I do is not as yeah, bad. It's like, yeah, it's like if your sister-in-law is married to an idiot, you always look better than whoever that idiot is that she's married to. So, like, I hope they always stay married because I always look better to the family because you married this idiot. That's that's kind of <laughs> where it is with Dan Snyder. But it's I, – I, he's just dodged so many – they're they're finding him $10 million for stuff. They're like, oh, we took action again. No, you didn't. He's not running the day-to-day. -day. His wife is. You think they're not talking about this? It's a scam. It's a joke. I – I would love to see it, but I have seen nothing, nothing that tells me that there is a chance that this guy is ever out as the owner of this team. And it's sad. It's unbelievable that we're in that position still. I know with everything has gone on, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this investigation. Um, you know, I covered that team for a long time and yep. it was dysfunctional for sure. 
dysfunctional is probably not even descriptive enough for that team. But who knows? I've seen <laughs> mock drafts where they have Malik Willis as somebody they draft, and it might take him two years to develop as a quarterback. So, look, it is what it is. They're always a disaster. Uh, we got some prop swap tickets to look at next, some really interesting ones, to say the least. Uh, she's Aaron Hawksworth. I'm Nick Ashew. This is BetQL Daily.